WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Ten Republican and ten Democratic senators, including Michigan's Debbie Stabenow, have introduced a new proposal aimed at curbing gun violence. Senator Stabenow says it has many facets, including strengthening background checks for gun buyers below the age of 21, a notification of the local police department when someone of that age group buys a gun, and a longer waiting period. We don't have to live like this, in fear of sending our children to school or going to the grocery store or uh, going to uh, worship. Uh, The reality is that there are things that we can do. They're long overdue to be done, and now is the time to act. Stabenow said the legislation also has a strong mental health component, adding one in five Americans will be diagnosed with a mental health condition sometime in their life. However, the vast majority of those people never become violent. The next hearing of the House Select Committee investigating the attack on the U.S. Capitol, January 6, 2021, will be tomorrow at 1 p.m. Congressman Fred Upton tells us those who dismiss the committee are ignoring reality. Thus far, the folks that have testified are the folks who were really there, the police officers who endured the beatings that they got, but also pretty high-level administration faces. Bill Barr, the president's own attorney general, testified under oath. I would expect that you'll see other people, not only from his campaign staff, but from the inner circle of the White House in terms of what they knew and, and what they did, what they told the president and his reaction. Upton says there were some surprising revelations at the first hearing last week. Some of the questions I think people are anxious to see if some of my colleagues sought a pardon. If they sought a pardon, then they knew they did something wrong. So we'll see how that develops. Upton isn't on the committee and told us he wouldn't want to be. However, he says it will have an impact as more information on what led to the Capitol attack comes to light. The Benton Harbor Area Schools Board of Education has accepted the resignation of Superintendent Andre Townsell. The board this week voted to accept the reality that Townsell is leaving the district and to be the superintendent of Calvert County Public School District in Maryland starting July 1st. The board's vote was 4-3. to three. Townsell started with Benton Harbor Area Schools in February of 2020 after having come to the area from Wayne Westland Community Schools in Westland, where he was an assistant superintendent. The Benton Harbor Area Schools Board of Education will now hire a search firm to look for the district's next superintendent. The board has not yet named an interim superintendent. St. Joseph Today has unveiled a new mural on the Bluff Stairs in St. Joe. The mural, painted by Illinois-based artist Nate Baranowski, is of three children riding slides down the stairs. St. Joe Today events manager Daniel Crevier tells us, he worked on the, pa- the mural over a few days. Everyone's really thrilled with it. It's really nice to have a different view every time. Last year's summer mural was the beach toys, and then in 2019, rather, it was butterflies. So it's been really cool to see the progression, and then especially since we switched artists this year, it's a lot of fun to see what everyone comes up with. Kravir says the new mural's been getting rave reviews. St. Joe today worked with the Shallon Foundation to pay for the work, which gives a throwback of sorts to the days of the Silver Beach Amusement Park, which was once home of the Funhouse Slides. Everyone's invited to head to downtown St. Joe to check out the new stair mural. Depending on the weather, it could be there into the fall. Whirlpool has started a new walking challenge for employees to help raise money for the United Way of Southwest Michigan. The One Whirlpool Walking Challenge kicked off this week with Whirlpool CEO Mark Bitzer leading a walk around a pond at the company's headquarters in Benton Township. 
The new challenge asks Whirlpool Corporation employees to track and upload, upload their steps from walking on the outdoor trails of the Lakeview campus between June 12th and July 9th. It asks employees in the U.S. and Canada to track their steps as well. The company will track progress around the globe with an overall goal of 45,640 miles or more than 102 million steps collectively through July 9th. For every lap the employees make, Whirlpool will donate $50,000 to the United Way. The maximum donation will be 100000 Whirlpool notes it recently completed miles of new trails around its headquarters. The state's water bottle recycling program in Benton Harbor has resulted in more than 16,000 pounds of bottles being recycled. Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Water Distribution Project Coordinator Deshauna Robinson tells us more than 13 million bottles of water have been given out in Benton Harbor. Most city residents have been taking advantage of the opportunity, and we continue throughout this project to inform the community through our press releases, our distribution flyers that we give out at distribution locations and things of that nature. The state's bottled water distribution program started in September and will continue until the replacement of lead water lines throughout the community is complete. Robinson says the water bottle recycling trailer can be found at the Benton Harbor Housing Commission. We have recycled over 16,000 pounds of recycling since we initiated this effort. We are currently on our eighth semi-trailer of recycling. The recycling site is right next to the water distribution site at the Boys and Girls Club. Residents are being encouraged to take home 33-gallon clear plastic bags from the bottle distribution site to return the empty bottles at the Housing Commission during its distribution hours. And the city of Benton Harbor will hire around 150 young people for its summer work program this year. The city's announced it's looking for youths between 14 and 19 years old who will perform various public service jobs in streets, parks, and other public venues. The Youth Employment Project is possible thanks to the city's federal community development block grant funding as well as a Southwest Michigan Community Action Agency grant and a grant from Michigan Works. The goal of the program is to help inner-city young people by giving them something meaningful to do over the summer, teach them the value of a job, and help them make some money for the next school year. Mayor Marcus Muhammad says the program will provide a, quote, meaningful diversion from some of the violence impacting youth in our community. Applications for the Youth Employment Program can be picked up and submitted to Youth Employment Program Coordinator Corey Sterling at Benton Harbor High School over the next 10 days. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. WSJM News Now continues. An interest rate increase, the likes of which has not been seen since 1994, was announced today. The Federal Reserve is taking an aggressive step in monetary policy with a 7.5 basis point bump to its key interest rate to cool rising inflation. ABC's Alex Christorophis tells us more. If you have an interest rate that's already locked in, the rise in rates now doesn't truly affect you at the moment. But if you do have something like an adjustable rate mortgage, that certainly was impacted by today's move. Credit card interest rates move on a daily basis, so that too will be impacted. So this is going to be touching Americans' lives in a whole bunch of different ways, not only now at the grocery store and the gas station with high inflation, but now if you're going out into the market looking to borrow money, you're going to be spending more. Floodwaters that rushed through Yellowstone National Park and surrounding communities earlier this week are moving through Montana's largest city, flooding farms and ranches and forcing the shutdown of its water treatment plant. The water in the Yellowstone River hit its highest level in nearly a century as it traveled east of Billings, Montana, home to nearly 110,000 people. It hit 16 feet on Wednesday, a foot higher than the water plant needs to work effectively. 
The historic floodwaters raged through the nation's oldest national park earlier this week and may have forever altered the human footprint on Yellowstone's terrain and the communities that have grown around it. On Capitol Hill today, a Senate hearing was focused on protecting children from gun violence. More from ABC's Justin Finch. The Senate Judiciary hearing featured testimony from several witnesses, including a Chicago student who's calling for mental health professionals to reflect the areas where they serve. Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley. We can't live in a society where violence is tolerated in terms of violence and crime. Our country's been has seen enough. The hearing comes as a Senate group works on drafting new gun reform legislation. Illinois Senator Dick Durbin. I'm glad there's now a bipartisan deal on a framework for reform that would help save lives and better protect our kids. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. The swimming season has kicked into high gear early in a large part of the U.S. as a heat wave pushed temperatures into the 90s and beyond in a stretch spanning from northern Florida up here to Michigan, covering about a third of the country's population. The National Weather Service maintained an excessive heat warning through Wednesday evening for most of Illinois, Indiana, and Ohio, which have been dealing with the sticky humidity and soaring temperatures since Tuesday. The heat advisory in place for the Midwest and South stretched all the way eastward to the South Carolina shoreline. President Biden has sent a letter to seven major oil refiners blasting them for record profits amid the war in Ukraine as Americans are paying record prices at the gas pump. ABC's White House correspondent Karen Travers has more. In this letter, President Biden is calling on the major oil refiners to produce more diesel and gasoline and suggests his administration is prepared to take actions if companies do not boost production. But it's not clear what the consequences will be if they don't comply. The president writing, quote, the crunch that families are facing deserves immediate action. The average price for gas is around $5 a gallon. In his letter, the president notes that the last time the price of crude oil was near the current price of $120 a barrel in March, gas prices were averaging $4.25 a gallon. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Recovery crews are searching for two men who were swept away by fast-moving water in a rain-swollen drainage ditch in Milwaukee after jumping in to try to save a 10-year-old boy. Officials say a volunteer helping to search the shoreline found the boy's body on Tuesday in the conjoining river more than a mile from where he fell in. The child was identified by family as Mohammed Arman, who would have turned 11 July 4th. Family members say the child's father and family friend followed him into the drainage ditch Monday night. Witnesses say the men and the child were swept into a tunnel that runs under a road. Crews are searching the river today for the missing men. Federal hate crime charges have been filed for the alleged Buffalo supermarket shooter. More from ABC's Aaron Katursky. Attorney General Merrick Garland said Peyton Gendron repeatedly targeted, shot, and killed black people. But when he aimed at a white employee of the Topps Market during the massacre, Garland said Gendron held his fire. Instead of shooting the white employee, the gunman apologized to him. U.S. Attorney Trini Ross said the suspect spent months planning the attack. We know the horrific outcome. Ten people killed, three people injured and a community terrorized. The federal charges make Gendron eligible for the death penalty. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the face of America's pandemic response through two White House administrations, has tested positive for COVID-19. The 81-year-old Fauci is fully vaccinated and has received two booster shots. He's experiencing mild COVID symptoms. That's according to a statement from the National Institutes of Health released today. Fauci has not recently been in close contact with President Biden or other senior government officials. He tested positive using a rapid antigen test. He'll return to work at the NIH when he tests negative. 
And new government data is shedding some light on driver assist and autopilot features found in more vehicles and mistakes that can be made by the drivers of those vehicles. More from Alex Stone. The new preliminary data, which the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says still needs to be refined and interpreted, finds over a 10-month period there were close to 400 car crashes in the U.S. that involved driver assist technologies. About 70% of those crashes were Teslas. Massachusetts Senator Ed Markey reacting to the report. Tesla is running regulatory red lights and failing to take common sense safety measures to protect the public. Behind Tesla was Honda with 90 crashes in that time period. Alex Stone, EBC News. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.